0: This is Joan Boney speaking. We look at these Old Testament scriptures very carefully because the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, Now all these things happened unto them for examples. And they are written for our admonition to warn us, to give us insight upon whom the ends of the world are come. Now, all these things of the Old Testament happened unto them for our examples. And they are written for our admonition to warn us upon whom the ends of the world are come. Today's churches have become so apostate, throwing away scripture, teaching that God loves you and wants you to be happy, and of course you can marry that divorced woman, of course you can marry that divorced man. Things like that. Contrary to the word of God. These examples of the Old Testament show the power of God and the fierceness of God. It's not a thing where God wants you to violate the scripture to make yourself happy. The scriptures keep us in an area of safety the world doesn't have. And I rejoice because we have boundaries, because we know certain things are contrary to God's will. And we know that because we have the scriptures of the New Testament Bible. But the Old Testament is valuable in the sense it's got many promises of God in the Old Testament that apply to the church. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. That's valuable to the church. That's valid today. I have personally proved that scripture in a very serious matter back when I was a new Christian. A man sued me and several other dealers of American Indian Arts, which my business was at that time. I had just become a Christian. When this man sued me and he attached me to this lawsuit, with three or four other dealers in American Indian arts, and he sued the Better Business Bureau of both Dallas and Fort Worth. He said we were trying to conspire to keep him from doing business in Dallas, which I'd never even heard the name of the man. He was coming to town and renting a motel room and advertising that he was selling Indian jewelry at 70% off. This was in 1975 when there was a big boom in Indian jewelry in the United States. So he thought he could get money from Dallas and Fort Worth as well as all the Indian arts dealers by claiming that we were trying to keep him out off Dallas the Dallas news had come to me at that time and asked me if I would write an article about Indian jewelry and how to protect yourself because there was so much fraud going on at the time I did write the article for the Dallas news and the man sued me along with the others God called this to my attention, Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon is formed against thee will prosper. At that time, I had a lawyer representing me, but the bills were so much that it was causing me to lose all of the profit from my business. And at the rate I was going, I knew I would be back in debt. I saw this scripture, or it was called to my attention, Isaiah fifty-four seventeen. No weapon against thee shall prosper. Well, if a weapon against me is not going to prosper, why am I paying all this money to a lawyer to represent me, I decided. I'll just go to court without any legal human counsel. I'll represent myself. So the Bible says no weapon formed against thee will prosper and every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and the righteousness is of me saith the Lord. So I've reasoned it this way. I'm now a Christian. Therefore, no weapon formed against me can prosper, and every tongue that rises against me I will deal with. I was such a new Christian, I decided I would go and tell my pastor what I was planning on doing. Although you certainly don't have to clear it with any human. When God tells you something, it is a done deal. But I didn't know anything in 1975. So I drove to the appointment with my pastor. I had seen James 1.5, which says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given them. So on the way to the meeting with the pastor, I prayed for God to give him wisdom. When I met with him, I told him the story, what I was planning. I told him the scripture that I was basing my actions upon. And he looked at me and said, Joan, I perceive that you have the faith to do this this way. So I did. I called a lawyer, dismissed him from the case, He said, Joan, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't go to court without a lawyer. He said, you can't represent yourself. And I said, Gordon, I'm a Christian, and this is what the scripture says. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Every tongue that rises against me, I will condemn. He said to me, Oh, Joan, he said, we're willing to work with you. It'll only take about $10,000 more for us to try this case. I probably had $2,000 or less in the bank. When he said $10,000 more, I said, no, Gordon, stop, stop. Don't do anything. Don't do anything else. Two weeks later, he came back to my shop, and he said, Joan, I want you to know that we have decided to represent you without any further charge. And I thought, what's going on here? I didn't hear God mentioned. I didn't hear my lawyer mention God in this. What's going on? Why are they all of a sudden going to basically give me $10,000 of free legal service? What's happening? So I said to God, what is going on? And what do you want me to do? I was reminded of Abraham out a scripture, Genesis chapter 14. Abraham's nephew had been captured and carried off by another tribe. Abraham gathered the men that were trained in his own house. They went out and rescued Lot and his goods and the women also and the people, freed them. The king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return. And the king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I have made Abram rich. As soon as I read that, I thought, that's the way I want to live. I want my substance to come from God. And I told that to God. That was when I was born again at the time. Now the law firm is offering me $10,000 free legal service, and they've never mentioned God at all, not one word about God. I knew I had my answer from God when I saw this scripture. Don't take the free legal service. So I called my lawyer, and I said, I can't take it. I can't take the free legal service. I will continue to plan to go to court without any human legal counsel. Of course I was scared. God gave me about 14 scriptures at that time. I recorded them on my cassette tape, front and back of the tape. So if I woke in the night, I could turn the tape over and play the scriptures again and fall back asleep to those scriptures playing. It was about six weeks until the trial was scheduled. So I played those scriptures and God gave me other scriptures and I added those other scriptures to keep hold of my faith and not waver. Six days before we were to go to court, the man who was suing me's lawyer called and he said, I'm calling you because you don't have a lawyer. I need to tell you that our client has dropped all charges against you. There'll be no trial. He said, we tried to tell him he had no grounds to sue you, but he was like a madman. He would not listen to us. I said, well, did he drop all charges against everybody? He said, yes, he cut everybody loose. I learned a second thing. We who are blessed by God are a blessing to other people also. Good things happen to them when we are of God. Exodus chapter 4 God is sending Moses to deal with Pharaoh and the children of Israel. Starting at verse 21 And the Lord said unto Moses, When thou goest to return into Egypt, see that thou do all the wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thine hand. But I will harden his heart, that he shall not let the people go. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And I say unto thee, Let my son go, that he may serve me. And if thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. Which God did with the tenth plague and after that Pharaoh was glad to get rid of the children of Israel. Exodus 4 And the Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. And he went and met him in the mount of God and kissed him. Aaron is the brother of Moses, the older brother, three years older. And Moses told Aaron, all the words of the Lord who had sent him. Because God wanted Moses to speak, but Moses kept debating it with God. And finally, God was angry with Moses and said, All right, Aaron can speak. You will be like a prophet to Aaron. You will put my words into Aaron's mouth. He'll speak. So Aaron uh, is out to meet Moses And Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord who had sent him and all the signs which God had commanded him. And Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aaron spake all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses and did the signs in the sight of the people. And the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel, and that he had looked upon their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshipped. But things are going to change dramatically when Pharaoh increases their burdens because they want to go worship God. Then everything breaks loose, and that will be on tomorrow's podcast. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today. Now we are going to play music for you. This is joyous, victorious music. The church should win. There shouldn't be any time any one of us loses the battle. Why? God is in us. God is with us. God tells us what to do. We seek him and do what he says and we win. This music is victorious music. It is Beethoven's Second Symphony Third Movement. Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, Sir Thomas Beecham is the conductor, 1957 London.